Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to be with you today, me and Pastor Chris, and and we just want to speak to all of you about some things that we both find to be really, really important for us. We know that all of you have been doing great. We believe that every one of you is healed and that you have a covenant with God and you are strong in the Lord and the power of his might because that's what God said belongs to you. I think now more than anything else as we've been talking about things, we've been talking about how important it is to live in a culture of respect and honor. And I just want to add, before I'm going to ask Pastor Chris to jump in, I want to tell you the difference in between respect and honor. Respect is to hold someone in high esteem who has a track record of achievements, the achievements that you want to see, or something that shows that a person's different than others. Let's take our president right now. Our president has achieved a real estate empire. He's achieved being absolutely brilliant in business. He has achieved billionaire status over and over and over again. So I can respect his knowledge about things in life. But now honor is different because when you when you respect, you respect the highest ideals. Mm. When you honor, that remains the same, but it's respect plus, because what you're doing is you're actually respecting plus, which creates honor, which has nothing to do with a person, but it's got to do with a position. Mm. When I honor a position, that my respect is plus. I respect it, plus I put it in a place where it cannot be corrected, assailed, complained against. Mm. So respect has to do with a person's achievements, while honor has to do with a person's position. Mm. And that's why what we do is that we respect people's achievements. And even the Bible says that, see to it that a wife respect, respects her husband. She needs to actually go to him about all the things he's achieved. And she can actually believe in all of those things. But with honor, that you honor with your parents and you do that to the position or to the role. And so, Pastor, what are you thinking about? Because you've been talking about honor since you've been in the city. What do you think about honor? Tell me about it. Man, it's so so good. Thanks so much for being with us and me being with you. I think um, what's so good is what you said today was honor is... um, is based on an office 
Yeah, on a roll. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and respect is given to the individual person. And man, do we, I think culturally, life, church, we, we've, we've kind of bled those lines in together and we've messed, we've kind of messed it up, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, because that's one of the things I was talking about, with, I was talking about what the church was, you know, honor is something that also not only doesn't have a reward, but it's got an order. That's a kingdom order mm-hmm. is what I was looking at. Like God said, okay, like, how do you serve Saul? You right. see David's life, like, look, I'm not even going to speak against it. I And we were looking at Romans. When we looked at Romans 13, I know today you looked at it in the message. I was looking at the Amplified. It is literally amazing how many people don't know biblical honor, different than the respect we give in the earth, maybe in other areas. Biblical honor has a higher standard. It's a, it's a perfect standard. It's an absolute standard. Biblical honor has no excuse or room, or room so for a person to ever deny it. Because when you honor something, all honor you have toward anything in life is reflected toward God. Mm. So when you're honoring something, God is the one that you're honoring. Yeah, It's not the situation, the circumstances, or the person. So Respect... So when you're in a situation that has caused disrespect, that's where you pull out of that mm. place and just honor the office, position, role. Yeah. But at the same time, you cannot do it there. Okay. Because when you begin to actually honor, what's this, let's just say a... a um, a spouse. Mm-hmm. People have said to me for years, you know, but I'm going to submit to my husband. But what my husband wants me to do is he wants me to go to the bar and he wants me to sleep with that, you know, that other girl's mm. husband. Mm. Now, don't think that that is crazy because there have been times when I've had to go home and go to sleep because of all of the things that I'd heard that have happened. And so that's when you don't respect, when you're told to be able to walk out of the confines of God's role and position for you. That's the moment that you can't submit there. Yeah, so good. You can't submit there, but you have to honor there. That's so good. I honor your role, Yeah. but thank you, no. Mm. Mm. on this subject I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compromise the word of God that's right but I still gotta stay in an honorable position that's right I'm not gonna resort to name calling I'm yeah. not going to uh, I'm not going to argue with you and create hell in our home mm. I am not going to do that what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to honor you because of the role that you have so good I think that you're you're awesome, I guess. <laughs> but then but then with what we've discussed, I'm not gonna get involved in that. So good. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about with who was like when you were saying like in this city, you know, like wherever we are, I think we have an example as the church and as leaders to subject ourselves to all authority and then and then place it. It's kinda sometimes 
sometimes as the church, it puts us in a precarious position because we have to honor the word of God first place. But like even in my city, I've told them, I said, look, if there's anything we could do in here, Chicago, wherever, whatever we can do to be honorable, we're going to do it because we're subject under on. We're subject to the authority. We're subject under the honor system. And I think sometimes in the kingdom, you know, we're not exempt. And that's the power of it. Because when you know, one of the things I think was so good is, you know, I think in the earth, we got a kingdom and we live in a kingdom with a king. This is not, we don't live, we, the, the kingdom of heaven is not a democracy where we get to come in and out of how we want to see it or say it. We, we all have to subject ourselves unto this authority. You know, and that's that Romans 13, 1, let every person be subject under the authorities above. And I think sometimes in the church, one of the things I started noticing, there's a generation of, of, of church that when I started sharing this was like, I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing this. Right. And, God, and, 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 I, and I probably learned so much from watching you because there's one, you know, you don't, you, you said something today was really good. You said, I, I've never really talked about it. I lived it. And man, there is mm-hmm. not a lot of living examples that we could, we can look at to say, wow, I know you, I mean, I, that's why I know in asking you these questions, I'm, I'm not just getting, I'm not just getting theory. I'm getting life, life. I live it. Not only do I live it, I can speak it. So it's, it's a really strong point, but I think that's the thing. I think we're a generation that's maybe doesn't even know that this is the requirement. Well, when you live something, when when you live something, complaining, people need to understand that when they perceive that you're complaining, you're not complaining. You may be, you may be puking fact, but you're not complaining. Mm. You know, when you when you're a person of honor, mm. you know because. You're fighting with yourself at times over making sure that, you know, that you're able to write your ship, you know, and, and people are hearing you write your ship at the same time. So yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah, that was so good to, you know, you were saying, we were talking a little bit, that when dishonor, when dishonor enters in, honor, uh, it was, if I understood correct, when dishonor enters in, honor almost leaves the room. Oh, honor is, honor is absent. It's. It's almost as though when you, when you begin to dishonor, you shut the light off in a room. Wow. It goes from light to darkness immediately the moment mm. that dishonor enters, that even disrespectful speech. Mm. Man. You know, dishonorable speech. Mm. I heard people talk about honor. We just want to honor. We just want to honor you. That they were liars. Yeah. People that talk about honor are usually the people that don't really even understand what it is, because honor isn't something you talk about as much as it's something that you understand and do. Man, so good. It seems like it's a it's a it's a posture. Oh, it, it's a living posture. You know. Um, mention David mm. I mean David's posture how did David posture yeah. how did Joseph posture yeah you know how did even Moses posture yeah even Moses postured well in front of Pharaoh then why do you think Pharaoh couldn't do anything to him yeah because he never he never got to that place of dishonoring the role instead of just taking the children of Israel and walking out of Egypt he didn't he got permission from the guy that was in charge 
before he ever moved people mm. that God wanted to deliver. Man. <laughs> it's in. Hey, it's really true. Paul honored. Yes. You know, Paul honored. Jesus honored. But is, isn't it interesting how that the respect that the religious leaders wanted, Jesus would call them snakes. Jesus would call them, you know, uncircumcised. Jesus would call them all of these things. Yeah. Why? Because they misrepresented his covenant to the people. Mm, that is so good. They, they needed to honor the covenant even if they weren't living it. Man, that is so... You know, I mean, there's there's so much to the subject. That's so good, right? Because you see, you, you almost... You know, there isn't a lot on the in the Word about it, but there's a super amount when you talk about living it. Because mm, you said something so good. Well, you said, oh, it's all good, but you said dishonoring this covenant. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... You know, when you start, like this Amplified, I know you got it in, I think, the message, but it's like, let every person be loyal and subject to the governing civil authorities. For there is no, for there is no authority except from God. By his permission, his sanction, and those that exist are appointed by God. I mean, that, that kind of grabs you because you start realizing that, man, wait a minute. I, I think sometimes like... The, it's a, it's a, your honor your honor position almost gets tested mm-hmm. and as you and it's almost when you get here in this word it starts revealing the areas you know I was I told the church I said man I said when we get into series I said man we're probably all gonna have to repent mm. <laughs> I said this might be an early repent mid, middle of the sermon you want to stop and repent because I've been on a series trying to trying to just bring these truths but the the enlightenment from just the word of God has gotten people to really just have their eyes open that that God's God's honor system of order and how God did it is is here to basically almost produce that culture of honor inside of us and give us the right character and the right posture of this. There's two things to that. Number one is that that is proof of the presence of God in a person's life. That's good. Because they live with an internal framework that only could come from God. Because man doesn't submit to man. No. Man man will kill each other without God. Mm. But one of the things I want to tell you, which would be number two, but the thing I wanted to tell you was people don't think about this covenant of honor. And what they don't get is they don't get the reason why that Moses died Mm. was not because he disrespected God. Okay. Because God's goal was to be able to get uh, water to the people. Yes. Yes, sir. And Moses just did what he did the first time Mm. when God gave them water was he smote the rock and Mm. water came out. But this second time, God told him, I want you to speak. It's important now that we put into society now. Wow. That when when that stick hit that rock, that was the cross of Jesus. Wow. It was that wood that actually hit the rock Mm. of Christ. And he hung on that tree. 
But now whenever there is deliverance, and this is for mm -hmm. all of you, whenever there is deliverance, you're speaking mm -hmm. Man, so good. to the situation. You're saying to the situation, this is what God's word said. Mm. By his stripes, I'm healed. He who knew no sin mm. was made to be sin for me. So remember, he told Moses so good. to speak to the rock, not to hit the rock again. Because Ephesians, I'm sorry, Hebrews 6 tells you that you cannot crucify the Son of God afresh. Mm. Mm. Because it will bring him and God to an open shame, thus saying that the sacrifice of Jesus didn't really work. But God told him. Yeah. He said, you're done. Wow. Wow. He said, you Moses didn't argue with God. He just said, okay. He, and God told him, he said, the reason why... Mm that you'll go, never go into the promised land. You'll see it with your eyes, but you'll never get there. Mm. You'll never get there. Man. He said, because you misrepresented wow. my covenant to my people. Wow. Every minister yeah. wow. has a responsibility consistently. Man. And I, I have to fight with people mm. all the time over it. Yeah. Is that look, what God's word said, as long as I can get the covenant in there, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do. Yeah. But I can't do something, I can't speak about something that I cannot inject the covenant into. Man, so good. And the promises of God into. Because you cannot misrepresent the covenant and remain in God's employ. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's just like, that's just, that's strong. <laughs> You know, and that's the thing I think, I think there's um, a generation of church out there that, um, you know, a lot of things sometimes, uh, guys that are um, not a senior in the ministry, the younger guys, there's a generation that needs to be learned, that means to be taught from a generation that went before. And almost we need to posture as almost maybe silent and quiet for a minute, I feel, because, you know, you you achieve some of these things in longevity and and commitment to that covenant and in action and in character and in not just not just being in the ministry but being in God and being cultivated to have to have a voice in this like you do and set set us in a course you know where we're looking at this like this this authority's come from God this authority no one's exempt we're all we're all under it, and not only we're we all under it, man. We are gonna, we have to be accountable to this. Almost like when you said it's a it's a covenant of honor that we're accountable to it, whether or not we you. When I read it, there's a young generation going what? Like I didn't know that was in the Bible. Like when he's like, hey, if you resist this, you set yourself up against the authority. You resist God. When you look at the things, I know that the message even says some of the things we're in. I think some of this cool stuff is like, you know, I even said this. It almost is a dis, it almost, the dishonor is the revealer of the rebellious. Oh, yeah. That, and that is, that's the real point. Let's just mention right now, what is God's covenant? There were two covenants that were given. There was what we, and I mean, there were a number of covenants in the scriptures. We all understand that. 
but let's say for in general, in general, in the in a general sense of the word, there was an old covenant, mm. what was called the old covenant, and or Old Testament and New Testament, because the word testament just means covenant. This agreement, when there's a last will and testament, this is a covenant in between the attorney, the executor, and the people who will be receiving the inheritance. But in the old covenant, the old covenant was that if you do this, if you do this, then what's going to happen is that you will be able to receive. The, the Bible talks 1,541 times about if. 1541. It's big. I mean, whether you realize it or not, it's huge. Mm. But in the new covenant, that new covenant actually was spoken of time and time again. When Moses did not represent God's covenant by speaking to it and giving us a type and a shadow of the way that we were to come to God's Christ. Remember, Christ is Christ is not Jesus' last name. Hmm. <laughs> Christ is the anointed one. Hmm. Christ is the Savior. Okay, so when we call him Jesus Christ, we recognize that Jesus was God's savior. And that's why Philippians 2.9 says that he has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every other name would bow. So, okay, so here is Jesus, the ratifier of a new covenant that's now in between God and him. And when we come to Jesus, when we say, Jesus, you, when we speak mm, so good. to him, not when we do good things, but when we speak and say, Jesus is my Lord. Mm, so good. Jesus, I am saying with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord. Mm, so I believe in my heart. God raised him from the dead. Why is that important? Because in your life, you become Christ in the earth raised from the dead. Man. Now, when the children of Israel, they forced Moses, yeah. pushed him so hard that he ended up losing his role with God because the role remains pure. Mm. And so... Moses, the first time he came from the mountain with the Ten Commandments, he embraced, he embraced God's role that he put in order. Aaron did not. Yeah. Aaron represented the people. And ministers think they represent people. You don't represent people. You represent God. That's so good. The, the deacons represent people. Mm. You don't represent people. You give yourself to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That's what you do. Mm. So, children of Israel yeah. walked around the desert for 40 years because they refused the covenant. Man. They refused it. And the moment that they 
believed it. Yeah. God said to Joshua, you get the people ready because you're going to take them across. Yeah. And Joshua goes, what? For 40 years, Joshua led them around because, yeah. because they could never come to a consensus of going over. Yeah. You know, wow. going over. Now, 40 years, they didn't go. Yeah. Do you know that they covered that 40 years in 11 days when they Man. finally believed? And that's the power of covenant. You may have been walking around in your life for 40 years, not getting things done, things not happening, your prayers not being answered. You may have been walking around and walking around, but now's the time for the new covenant mm. to come, the covenant of honor. We honor, we honor, we so honor. You see, when, when you put the covenant of honor inside of your life, 40 years of walking around ends up being 11 days of resisting the devil and he'll flee from you. I love it. He'll flee from you. All right, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I love it, but you know what's funny? That's what, when you just said that, that covenant was Moses' works was, you hit that rock, it's over. You're done. You're supposed to speak to and it. And God didn't warn him either. No. God didn't, God's not going to warn us. No. He's not going to say, oh, well, you know what? I tried to tell you guys before. Man. Oh, with God, there is no warning. He just does what he says he's going to do, and he keeps moving and continues to do it all the time. I mean, there's no warning with God. We all need to repent right now. <laughs> Pastor Chris is repenting right now. I'm repenting for you and me and everybody else. We're getting it because I really felt like, that's what that's what we're a generation is seeing the responsibility that God has put in order, and if you don't know it, you're still accountable to it. Oh, well, you see, you can't say that you became a believer. You can't say you became a believer if you don't believe the covenant. That's what makes Christians yeah. different. Christians over the last 20 years have been trying to be so much like the world Come on. that they achieved it. Aren't they excited? Now you got it. How do you like it? Not wow. very much. Wow. Wow. Well, I don't want to be like all those fruitcakes. You know what? I think, I think ha after having seen what's happened the last 20 years, I think I'll, I think I'll choose the fruitcake. Mm. I think I'll do it. And, and so can you believe that? 40 years they walked around and could never get into God's will. Yeah. But in 11 days Man. they fulfilled everything God told them to fulfill. Man. Just boom, just you know, that fast. It was, that was so cool because it's the minor adjustments that we make. Like this is what I'm saying. When you see this or if you, it was funny, I got testimonies, I got some phone calls. And it was like, man, I, I fixed my heart. I adjust. We all fix ourselves. We all adjust ourselves. But just there, a 40-year journey comes an 11-day into the into the promise That's because right. you made an adjustment because it's you stop the grumbling the you know you said something so good we grumble we mumble we complain but all God's trying to do is take us to something better that's all mm -hmm. he's just trying to take our life to some place guys he's just trying to take your life to some place better and i think people think that God's not taking anything from us he's trying oh, to wow. get stuff to us wow yeah i i mean once you, once you know that the tears of today will give way to the joy of tomorrow. Jesus. This, I don't care how long I have to stand here. I know that joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. Sometimes it, the night seems like it's so long. Yeah. 
you yeah. know. Yeah. But joy will come. Yeah. It'll come in the morning. That's the truth. So good. Honoring. Yeah, honor. You know, and I was reading when I was reading this amplified, um, I was looking at this and it says, Therefore he who resists sets himself against the authorities against authority, resists what God has appointed and arranged in divine order. And I think there's a level where like, man, we're gonna hit this is like I thought about this. We're gonna hit some unfair treatment. Oh yeah, and it, and it's gonna adjust us in areas. And you know what's funny? When I was kind of thinking about it, my um, my my, I I wondered why did I go? I asked myself a question just in my personal. Why did I go through some unfair treatment, hmm. even doing the right thing? And I really felt like the Lord was like, I want to get your take on this. He was like, the favor of the gift, like Joseph, on your life sometimes we'll put you in positions where people will treat you unfairly. Wow. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 1 uh, and chapter 4, it talks about, it says, and if you're reproached for the name of Christ, Mm. he said, happy are you. He said, because the spirit of glory the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Man. On other people's part, yeah. he is evil spoken of, but on your part, that's now into chapter four, yeah. on your part, he's glorified. Man. Honor, you know, wow. doesn't matter. I, if, I, if I know, if I'm persecuted, let me always, this guy said to me, he said, well, you know, I'm persecuted because I'm such a, I'm such a great Christian. I said, no, you're not. I said, <laughs> You're persecuted because you're such a jerk. Man. You know, man. I love. That was true. I love it. It that is says, true. He, this is this one got me. This one really got me. For civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct, but of those of bad behavior. Yeah. And I I I asked myself. I said, "Whoa, wait a minute, right? Okay." And we understand. Then do what is right, and you receive approval. Wow. And I asked myself, I said, wait a minute. So I started thinking like, and it, maybe it's revealing some conduct that I need to change. Well, I mean, that's absolutely true. That my conduct is a reflection of my belief system. Yeah. And and so the, the biggest challenge we have, I, I think about it now, mm. Pastor, I think about it right now that with all of the turmoil on our streets mm. that are happening, I, I think that, and the silence, if, either the silence of the ministry or the sympathetic attitude of the ministry and not representing Jesus, period. Mm. You know, wow. you're, you're, a, you're a good secular person. You're not... You know, you're not representing Christ. Mm. He's got a way to be represented. Do you think that it's it's Jesus' will for people to be losing their absolute entire livelihood? Do you think that's wow. God's will? Do you think it's God's will for people to lose their businesses that their family worked for for a hundred years? Yeah. No, no, it, it's not. It's it's because our our people who go from being 17 years old all the way through life then, no matter how old they get, they were, they didn't go to school and university to get an education. They went there and got indoctrinated. Oh, 
look who's on the streets. Yeah. Look, look who says they're representing something. They're people that honestly didn't get spanked enough. They needed, they needed correction. And so the challenge is, is that when you get an indoctrination in your life, what ends up happening is, is that you give up. He said the traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. Man. And that's, that's really what happens. I love some, it's so good. I love some of, I, I got some of your stuff here and uh, I was going over it. I'd rather, I'd rather live a life as a prisoner to principle than a hostage to emotions. Well, that's the truth. And both of those things are true because yeah. emotions want you to take over because people yeah. who do not understand honor yeah. are actually captive to their emotions. So good. You know, they don't have a right or a wrong. They have an emotion. Yeah. And that emotion only drives them wherever they mm -hmm. want to be driven. You know, yeah. so it's um, that's a big thing. That's one of these I was saying. I was like, on it, once you po get this posture of honor, and we see it as we were reading it, and I know it's revealing um, some conduct inside of me. Honor really lets me. I I looked at it like this. Honor tells me what I can say and what I cannot say. Honor, because the word of God must be honored first and foremost. So if the if the word of God is first place in my life as a Christian. Then I'm going to honor. It's Mark chapter 4. Take heed what you hear. Because mm -hmm. the value you put on what you hear is the value of submission. You're the man, the submitted man you are in the earth. Yeah, you know, um, you mentioned something. And whenever you talk, it just gives me thoughts. Is that, is that both honor and dishonor have a vocabulary. Wow. Yeah. While one is encouragement, yeah, wow. the other one always has un, non, but mm. in front Jeez. of it. Wow, you know, and so that's a pretty that's that's a huge indictment. But I think that this judgment has always got to begin at the household of God. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, and we're we're in the church. I was going to get into. It. I know our time's going, but the church the church said in the, the office to give double honor. Oh, absolutely. So the church, we got to figure out honor in the first place, but then in the church world, we're supposed to be people of double honor. The Bible says, he who honors a righteous man gets a righteous man's reward. He who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet. You know what I thought about? Jesus, this, is, this was like where my head goes with this. Jesus can't do a miracle because of lack of honor. How many miracles are we missing because we don't honor right? Could do no mighty work there. Think of the woman with the issue of blood. She honored, it didn't have anything to do with Jesus. Yeah. Not a thing. She honored God's covenant. Yeah, wow. Because they thought that the power was in the hem of the garment. Hmm. And she kept saying, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made Amen. whole. If I but touch the hem of his garment. She went up and she touched the garment. You know, I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. God has a covenant mm. for you and I. No matter where we are in life, God has an agreement that he wants to make with you through Jesus. 
because your covenant with God, you, you were crucified with Christ. Your old self was crucified with him. You're a new creature in Christ and old things have passed away. Give up that dishonorable life. Start honoring the covenant of God. So you might be out there today and you know whether you're um, you're here or there, it's, it's that you're there and you don't know Christ. Um, Pastor, could you lead people to the Lord? Sure. You know, if you're out there and you, you, you want to receive Jesus, the Bible makes it really simple. It's easy. All you got to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Um, that's how you start this personal journey. So all you got to do is just ask Jesus to come on in. You know, the Bible says that if you believe, and all you got to believe is that Jesus rose from the dead for you and for me, paid the sacrifice for your sin. He not only paid the sacrifice once, but for all and forever and eternity. And all you got to do by faith is believe. So all you got to do is ask him. You can ask him right there. Say, Jesus, come to my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Help me. Change me. Let's start this journey together. He'll, he'll, he'll hear your heart. The, the faith words of the heart and he'll change your life forever in Jesus name we pray amen praise the Lord wow we know that many of you have actually done that yeah. you know no matter where you are we have a covenant with God and part of that covenant that we have with God is in the arena of sowing yeah. it's in the arena of generosity and so we want that to be ratified. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in bringing my tithe to mm. the Lord. Amen. I'm interested in bringing an offering to God. Yeah. And each and every one of us knows exactly how that we need to do this. We are so excited that we got to be with you today. I don't know about you, but Pastor Chris, yeah. how do you feel? I feel awesome. It was great. It was really great. Thanks so great. much. Great. Well, why don't you say bye to the people? Well, man, we're just so glad. I, I feel like staying here another hour. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's been great to be with you guys. We really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and staying connected. Make sure you guys stay connected on every platform we got for you guys to stay there because we really know that as we walk through this thing, we're all growing in a whole new grace. Well, that's the truth. Amen. God bless you. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.